Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. Killer Reviews, second time in video format. So this is your first time seeing is Kevin the in the flesh on our now channel. Have three people. It's a handful on our small little table. You're full now. You don't have our room for anybody small else. Small little table. This is no, our max. We can't add any more. We max out at three. We're at the kids' table. <laughs> so we gotta have Jimmy separately if we want Jimmy on one. Yeah, of we'll have to Skype him in or something, even though he's in the other room. Well, killer reviews first of the month. And this is um, the people at or we we asked the people. The people suggested. And the, and the interesting of, part was sort of. we we, kicked, we also we kicked this movie around, yep. and then you asked, and somebody suggested the first it. First suggestion, yep. so we, we knew that it was. Yep. So Shane K on Twitter, thanks for suggesting this one. But we are going over Willy's Wonderland, 2021. Cage Man. And for those who don't know what Willy's Wonderland is, um, stop listening to the podcast right now. Watch go it. watch it. It's, it's on, on Hulu. Hulu. It's going to be on the TV. You right don't have to us. pay for it. it as long as you have. The basic version of Hulu, you can watch this movie, and you have to go watch this movie. Yep. Uh, this is a glowing review from Seamus. I'll just tell you that right off the bat. Yeah. Spoilers. I think it's like four dollars and ninety nine cents on Prime Video. Yep. I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait so, for you to experience this action horror comedy directed by Kevin Lewis. Uh, I don't know who that is. You should know him from other things such as blank. There, he hasn't done much. I was going to say I have <laughs> he no had, idea who he's he is. Done, he's done small done, things. He's done like but, I think writing and other yeah. stuff, but he hadn't. Been director since nope. 2007, then, Third Rail or something. I think. Yeah, and then this was written by Geo Parsons, who, uh, if you check out how much stuff he's written other than this, you would find a goose egg as well. This is the only thing he's written. <laughs> and then produced by Nicolas Cage himself, which is why he was so protective of the script, because he fell in love with it, he attached himself to it, and when this was originally written... Uh, Eh, we'll go so into that I, later, I, will, I, will, I will start by saying you bring that up. I'm not sure it takes a lot for Nick Cage to fall in love with the script at yeah. this point because everything he's done over the last five or six years is so out there and so over the top that yeah. I just don't. I, just, I don't think sense. he gives a shit. And a side note: if you haven't seen the trailer for his new movie coming out in theaters, and it's all about him playing himself. Oh yes, he like plays Nick it, Cage. It's, yeah. it's like being John Malkovich, but like done not as good as being John Malkovich, <laughs> and I cannot wait for this movie. So, I love Nick Cage. But. So, we got that going for us tonight. We're talking Noise Wonderland. Uh, before we get in, we should crack some beers. These were provided by Kevin tonight, so thank you, the guest of honor coming in clutch. Yeah, because I don't I don't buy beer anymore, apparently. Well, I this just, one, this I apparently, fits. This is like, good. I think every episode we've done on, on, on the camera on YouTube, I haven't provided <laughs> beer, so I am... We're learning as totally we Totally behind, so I will do my best for the next episode to actually provide something, but, you know. 
So this one, what do we got going on? This one, we obviously we, purchased this from. The, so we have oh, the so same. You, one. you have the same one. Did you get? Did you get the same? Be like three of the yeah. same? Oh, well, well, I don't no, know. I only got two of this one. Oh, all right. So, okay. Then. So what? There'll be an odd man out. There. Yeah. So I have the odd can. If you want to explain this real quick, I'm going to go show a little close-up version of the uh, the can art. Yeah. That's so why it's, it's very appropriate tonight. It's the, the name of the beer is Everhaze. It's an India Pale Ale with cashmere, citra, and amarillo. And it's from Tripping Animals Brewery, which everything I've had from them, I think, has been really good. Um, and it, it's Florida Brewery. Well, this would make sense. Florida Brewing with this alligator. Uh, and the alligator... Well, it plays into... Come play later. Yeah, it will. And what do you have, Seamus? So, I have this one. The only reason I picked it is because it's got a black can, or black anodized can, or at least the top is, and I think it's pretty cool. But uh, this is also, did you say that one was by uh, Rodent is, Creature? or uh, no, this is Tripping Animals. Oh, that's Tripping Animals. So this one is Resident Creature Brewing. Uh, it's called Second Coming. Um, I like the can art, just because it's super art, artsy and dark. It looks like devil characters of some kind falling oh, into a portal. It's fitting to them. So it's pretty fitting for this well. as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. The can art looks really cool. It just seems like a pretty much a normal hazy IPA. It's got Strata in it, which I've never had before, but it's got Sabro and HBC, which are pretty common in a lot of IPAs. So I'm excited to try it. Ooh, it actually gives the it gives the artist of the can art. So Marissa Pickett. I don't know who you are. I doubt you listen to our podcast, but if well, you, you but if you happen to, uh, your art's pretty sick. So. Thank you for providing that for the for the can. Man, let's crack these things open. So I guess we can uh, pop them. Try a little synchronization. One, two, oh, yeah, three. There we go. Gotta love so the synchronization. Right Normally, there. I'm the one that pops it too early. You know, I have that problem, but oh, just pouring out it looks murky. Looks nice. Did you say yours are IPAs too, or no? They are. Yes. So, I was going just off of the color and the smell from pouring to name this. Do we say this is like a New England style, like Citra Hops? Citra Hops, yeah. It's cat, cashmere, Citra, and Amarillo. Amarillo, okay. That gives me that very New England. I feel like you always find those crazy good, like, New England IPA style. I do yeah, like that I mean, style. they're not calling it that, but it but it definitely could be. It's not going to be a... No. I doubt it's going to be a fruity... No, but I get a lot of that pine. Citra and... I didn't happen to mention uh, that Resident Culture is from Charlotte, North Carolina, oh, so the Queen okay. City. So, go Panthers, even though I'm not a Panthers fan. <laughs> we from Doral, we are. Hey, at least your Panthers have a chance now, because, yeah. um, and I don't know if you haven't heard the news, but Tommy Boy is no longer in Tampa. <laughs> so that division is wide open. Not that this is a sports podcast or anything hazy, like that. Kind of dark. This is, yeah, yeah, I mean, cool. with the blinky light activated, at oh, all, what, you what, can't what, really what, see. Yeah, yeah, you don't get a blinky uh, light. Sorry, it's, if it's okay. Let's see. No, that no, all through the blinky light. All right, cheers, cheers. cheers. Willie's Wonderland and Nicholas Cage, and Nick Cage which apparently the, was originally going to be called Wally's Wonderland, and they changed it. Which I kept referring it to as such without really knowing. I wonder that why. Fact. Hmm. So let's fire this up behind me real quick. Well, first, just uh, so that we um, we'll, we'll catch up as we talk. First I'm taste, sure. though. Um, oh yeah, we didn't really talk about the beer, did we? I'll just fire that up just because we we tend to. <laughs> so talk we're not going to talk about the movie yet, but well, we talk. We we tend to catch up in the movie pretty quickly, so it'll give us some ease. It's to me a little little dank grapefruit, not sweet, kind of like. I don't get a lot of that citrus. 
like that lemony New England no, IPA. It's 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 bitter. I get grapefruit citrus, which yeah. is kind of which is what you want. It's not, it's not as pennyish like the the coppery IPA. Oh, the metallic. Sometimes you no. get the metallic. I like it. I I feel like this would be and that that falls into my Hidden Springs Ale love that like something like this coated with some like uh, like milk sugar at the end. Would be really nice, like smooth tasting mm-hmm. beer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I obviously don't have that one, but a lot of times it's the resin mouthfeel too. That resiny mouthfeel. A little that bit. Kinda, I get, get like a dry, unsweetened grapefruit is what mm-hmm. I get out of that. But no, I which like I like this. sometimes. Sometimes those um, hidden springs where they add that lactose or the sugar or the mm-hmm. vanilla, they add it to everything, and it becomes after a while I get like that sweet, creamy burnout. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah. you want these dry, like he said. Sometimes they're resiny and piney. Yeah. Got to have some rainy days. We appreciate the sunny ones. So, I guess before we get into this, we should kind of figure out we're we're kicking around the idea. So we we seemingly know Seamus's opinion of this movie. Well, spoiler warning first. Again, see this movie. Don't yeah. don't listen to this podcast before you see it because you really have to experience this movie. Yeah, this like, is a fun a fun ride for sure. And I forgot before we even get into anything, we are filming now, obviously for YouTube purposes purposes. So. Subscribe, like, comment below what movie you want to see us talk about next month, because this is a reoccurring thing. Each month, the first of the month, our first episode, we are talking horror movies. Uh, Usually we try to time it to some sort of anniversary, whether it's a new release or if there's a funky holiday. February left us with not much to work with, so it kind of gave us a chance to branch out and choose something really funky, uh, with that being Willy's Wonderland. So, like I said, comment below if you want to suggest a movie to us. This was a suggestion as well, so we do listen to you. We do we do interact. But we were tossing around the idea of kind of guessing if somebody enjoyed this movie or not uh, before we actually got everyone's opinion. So Seamus is obviously... Uh, it's not going to be hard to figure out how, how I felt about this movie. Um, so that, that's that's pretty pretty easy right there. And I think, I think, Kevin, this is a movie that you fell in love with. I think this is... A wild ride. It is out there. It is bananas. Um, and I think that in a few moments we'll find out your true opinions of the film, but upon first watch. But uh, I think it's safe to say that I'm, I'm also in that boat as well. Um, so I guess we'll get into that before we start breaking down this um, in, more, in a more comprehensive way. Uh, overall, what did we think about this movie? First off, obviously, Seamus had a fun ride with this. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's I say that completely unironically. Like I don't say that like as a joke. Like obviously, this movie isn't taking itself seriously. Which again, you've heard before on this podcast. I love that about movies is if they know what they are and they don't try to be too serious with it. Then I then, then I typically like it, but this one's just a fun ride. Like I said, anything Nick Cage is in, I'm typically on board with. Yeah. Um, just because I love Nick Cage and he's insane and it's great. Um, there's a few, there's a couple other movies, and then there's two on Shutter, which again you should check out. I forget the names of them, and I'll tell you after the podcast. But um, it's just the same type of just out there wild movie with yeah. Nick Cage as, as just as lead, who. He just, just, just exists for the purpose of existing to drive the plot along, and yep. it's amazing. Well, so, yes, I do. Love, I, I love this movie. We'll get into ratings at the end, but uh, yeah, this movie is awesome. Kevin, what do you think about this thing? I enjoyed this shit out of it. I Dude, that one was coming. This thing I, um, is. I started watching it. So, a yeah. lot of the movies we watch, you're watching it, but you're kind of watching it with the eye of you're watching it to talk about it, to do this. Mm-hmm. 
And so sometimes I'll watch the movies that we're watching again to review and I'll be kind of taking mental notes. And when this one started, I started making some mental notes and then I just stopped and I just absolutely became nothing but a viewer (laughs) and enjoyed the shit out of it. This This is an absolute ride. This is a movie that you put on at a party with friends to make a drinking game or you know just just laugh along this is in 20 years 30 years whatever however long it takes to secure that cult like name this movie will be there with them with the rocky horrors with with all that stuff i think this is well on its way of being just a straight up fun movie and we're gonna get into spoilers now but a movie where the main character does not say a single line is brilliant brilliant I, it, and you would think that like it would be annoying not maybe not understanding his story I mean, you understand enough you understand exactly what you need to know about you know the janitor and that's all it is it's a simple point A to point B movie and that's what I really do enjoy when movies come up with these ridiculous concepts as Willy's Wonderland is and they understand it it's it's ridiculous and that's it. We're not going to convolute it with like a bunch of ridiculous stories and crazy characters and and try to make it seem like this is like well, sort of like realistic in any sense. It's just it is what it is. Define crazy because like there are some crazy characters in this movie. But, well, there yes, there well, kind of are, but, but going basic. but going along with what you're saying is that like there's a, there's some great lines, great one-liners in this movie, and there is. But we can't put a we can't put past the, or, or or bury the fact that our lead, our only real actor. Doesn't say a word, other than make grunting noises and There's has, one point has like, like pseudo sexual relations with a with like pinball machine. <laughs> like the fact that he is basically a mute lead the entire time makes this movie even better. I know some, I went, some people. I, like, I went back and forth on that. Like while I was watching it, like I think does it's this great. add to it? Does it detract from it? Did they need to do it? Does it add? To, I went back and forth, but he totally. Brought the character out. You understood yeah. the character. He did. So if you just quickly thought back on the movie, you wouldn't necessarily think he didn't speak. You'd almost think like, yeah. well, no, like he told the whole story. But then you're like, oh wait, he told the whole story. He did, but through without saying a word. So like, so I get. So Nick Cage is kind of a joke. Well, at this point. he's a meme of himself. He's a meme of himself now, and, and he knows it. And it's and that's the, and that's what that's what's great about him is he knows it. That's why I said in the beginning where it's like. I think he just picks scripts where he can kind of just be crazy, and it and it and it'll, and it'll work. Now, a lot of people make fun of that, and they just immediately just bad dog a movie because they think, "Oh, great, it's another straight to VOD." Nick Cage, yeah. he's going to be schlock. Ca- it's going to be stupid. He's going to be the cagey cage, and yeah. but because like he does that, then he does a movie like Pig last year, which I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. I haven't, but it's also not a horror movie. It's a drama. But that movie might be one of the best movies of 2021, but people won't watch it or will just immediately think it's going to be crazy crap mm-hmm. because it's Nick Cage and this is what he does. Yeah. But it, he's so good. He's so good at like giving you like a legitimate, heartfelt, dram- dramatic role in the craziest of stories and at the same time play the schlockiest 80, 80s and 90s action horror well, this was a thing, game whatever this to be is. making fun of the whole 80s. This was and it must, Yeah, it had to have been. No, it was. I, I saw an interview with the, with the, oh, the, did, the director. They did, so they did say that yeah. it was supposed this to was be. This was very... I mean, from, from the get-go, it's like 80s, like, western-ish, but like... 
drum beat music like because the the shots it was very like the silent cowboy comes to town and shoots a mob you know like it, but the they, thing is they too, had that that perfect like the you gotta have the boot framed scenes yeah so and it's very oversat it's the very like so like, you, orangey tinted like, so, you, so you bring that up and there's there's a level of stylization that you get from like Tarantino films or what he was inspired by a lot of the classic ninja like the classic not ninja but classic like kung fu movies of the 70s those like you just said those fast quick cut close up shots mm-hmm. of, of different things because a lot of those 70s kung fu movies were inspired by 60s western like 50s and 60s westerns oh, like John Wayne style movies spaghetti, spaghetti westerns, westerns. Yeah. so they took a lot from that and then Tarantino and that, that whole right. stock that whole group of people took a lot of that from those kung fu movies yeah, and this they, is um, totally playing they, off they, of they, all they, of those inspirations from start to finish they love the lens flare in this thing yeah, and it's, it's more lens so, flare effects yeah. everywhere it, it's so it's I almost call it like acid washed. Like it's very yeah. like it was overtoned, very it was just... over overtoned, every do- overdone, um, very hectic. Makes you kind of feel almost like uncomfortable with how quick the shots are and how they speed everything up. Yeah. So like obviously when the car is doing all this all the shit the car is doing, it's like pretty much just a car commercial for Corvette or but, whatever. Right. It is. Well, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's very it's sped up. You can tell that it's done at like one point two five speed. So it's like it's really kind of like disorienting a little bit, mm-hmm. and I know that they do that because they're playing off those inspirations. Well, um, it's fun too. I and think it helps that and like a lot of those shots, like insane. this this movie is shot with a lot of B roll, and like obviously I think that's yeah. obviously just used as so filler. Did you did you, did you do the synopsis of the of the storyline? I, I I went a little step by step sort of. So I mean, was not I, I got to... I got to a certain point. Can I, I ask you a question before we go any further? So we're at the scene when he first gets to Willie's Wonderland, and we're skipping around a with, little bit with Tex McAdoo. With Tex McAdoo, this is this is this is the preacher from Beer Fest, right? Where they're doing the beer games in the basement with the preacher. I I looked at his IMDb. I'm pretty and I didn't sure look too him. far, but it could be. It but looks just like it. A lot. It, it didn't pop up on his time. I don't know if you guys have seen Beer Fest. Oh, yeah, I have. Okay, yeah, so I yeah. don't know if you know like who I'm talking about, but I thought it was him. I, so I couldn't be sure. Essentially, so far, what we've missed so, so far in the movie is it opened up as a shot of like the Willys commercial. You didn't, didn't miss a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> and we see it's pretty much like a Muppets, Chuck E. Cheese, like, I was going to say, it's obviously it's Chuck for someone Cheese. that knows Chuck E. Cheese, yep. it's definitely it's, played it's, off that kind it's, of It's on a TV screen. And then there's a it's a lot of fast moving action shots of a couple that are also wearing the Willy's Wonderland shirt and up to this point we're left just wondering what is going on. Um, it's very eerie music, in your face shots, um, and it's just and then you hear the the children jingles in the background. The and I don't know which song was playing at that time. It could have been the birthday song or the everybody has a fun da da da. It is something, but it was very very like subtle in the background just to give you that like little sense of something is wrong here and a few of the songs like some of them are real songs but a few of them they wrote just for this yeah. which were phenomenal <laughs> they did a great job the six um, little chickens <laughs> the birthday song yeah it's, and you hear like a little uh, laughter as one of the one of those people gets pulled away and then from there we cut uh, right to the, what I said was like an 80s style western electro drum music mashed up with uh, something from like Fast and the Furious 10 Texas edition uh, we are introduced to none other than the janitor, portrayed by Nicolas Cage, who is speeding down these back roads and all of a sudden blows out tires. 
Uh, and the first reaction to blowing out all four of his tires is to pop the trunk, grab some punch. His energy drink is punch the, the energy, energy drink, which is energy never explained at all. A fistful of caffeine <laughs> and for he your pounds it <laughs> on a very specific schedule. And so that's yeah. a, that's the only that's one of the things I really wanted. I just wanted to know if it was a timer or like a heart rate monitor that goes off if it goes below a certain level. And I, he has to, I'm pretty sure, I, mean, I think it's just his, like, his watch or something that's every beeping. Hour, every 30 but, minutes yeah, or so. so. Again, one of the things that you'd want, I kind of wanted answered, but the guy that when he puts him in, he's like, don't forget to take breaks. Yeah. And then I thought, well, is he only doing that because the guy told him, make sure you take breaks? Right. Right, and I'll say this much. I, I don't know about you guys, but I watched this entire movie from start to finish expecting to get some sort of payoff at the end where like oh he was a kid like, from there, 20 yes, years ago and that he, he was actually coming back because he knew what was going on yeah. to murder all these machines because he just kind of like knew like he didn't know that it was happening but you can kind of tell he, he, he wasn't surprised he wasn't surprised by it and then like the first we'll get to it but the first robot that he shows up he just like murders it oh like, Mortal Kombat almost immediately so, yeah. so um, like I, I almost was expecting to find, to find that out but you never really get that in in his car I believe there was some sort of military ID yeah dog tag dog tag so like you are, you are to assume he's military at some point so not that that adds much to his character because it doesn't really explain why he's okay with killing animatronic characters that have come to life. No, he's a kid and he's but a badass. It, nonetheless, we're, we're left knowing that he has a, a special set of skills. Oh, wait, taken. Wrong movie. Um, so we are then waiting for a tow truck to come, obviously, because he blew out all the tires, and the tow truck comes, and Nicolas Cage does the most Nicolas Cage thing by standing directly in front of the tow truck as it slams its brakes on. Um, and we are introduced to the tow truck driver, who I'm not sure... The Slim Jim smoking. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a I thought it was like one of those you know self rolled cigars for a while. Slim Jim, just Slim Jim. So I it took me a little bit to figure out, and and it does change sizes during the uh, during the time their car sets in continuity error right there on the Slim Jim. I was noticing that, um, but you know who I and I we we somehow tie everything we talk about to another movie we talked about before. But do you do you know who I think this character is? Grown up, maybe twenty years down the road. This is, no, this is probably the uh, the kid from Thanksgiving. <laughs> the fat kid. It's got to be him. Grown up. It's got to be the way he talks. Um, but yeah, so we're introduced to him, and then there he's he's kind of just over talking. Nicholas Cage noticing that he's not talking, letting him know that. Oh man, he must have you know some some local kids stole some zigzags from the cop a couple months ago, and he must have found them. Or there was can, a there was a chase, and they lost them. Yeah, and, something like that. Because he tells the sheriff that I'm bringing, I brought you back your zigzags. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, we kind of are introduced to our pseudo hero, Liv. It's kind of like the co um, protagonist and stuff, or antagonist, whatever. I always mess those ones protagonist. up. Protagonist, but she's living with seemingly her guardian because it's like a old white lady and she's a much younger kid so it seemed a little off and there wasn't a full but, but mother-daughter relationship but you, get, you there. get the story eventually. and we get the story there for sure but at first glance it was a little like mm, is she just arresting this girl and like locking her in her in a trailer is there a guardianship is there a parent it, but we, we, we do come to find out that it is some sort of guardianship. Um, she locks her and chains her up to a pipe in the uh, in the trailer, which uh, I'm not sure 
pipes in trailers are that strong that you can't just jam that thing out yourself, but um, she couldn't. So if she calls for help, her friend, her friends end up coming over, and I think we're well, we're a little we just bit past their introduction. Were, yeah, so we are we are introduced to this uh, cast of nameless, characterless, who cares, and and a bunch of nonsensical characters that we don't really pretty nondescript well, except need. for the one trope blonde yep, figure one blonde yep. gum and like they she, she was the one that like was totally cast for a very specific mm-hmm. trope type character where yep. the other ones just kind of were nameless like I said nondescript I mean they have names but for me they're nameless because it's they're just fodder that's all they are they're fodder for the for the villains of this movie um so then we finally arrive to Willie's, uh, where, or well, backtrack a little bit. We were at back to the um, the truck drivers, like Car actual repair. location. He's he's given the whole rigmarole of, oh man, yeah, I can, um, you know, this this really took him out. I can fix it for you. You know, it's gonna be a thousand dollars, and it goes to credit card. Oh no, no cash, no plastic cash. here. We got cash, cash yeah. only. And of course, though the one ATM busted. Like, no well, internet service yeah, out we, here. We were gonna get the internets, but uh, you know that just fell through. So we got that whole thing going on, which at that point, like that raised my my red flags. I was like, okay, this is a setup. There's they're all in on it. I've seen I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I know those those old town. Everyone's like a conspirator. I, I get it. That's that's this is where we're headed. Uh, but he tells them that there is a way to work off the debt, and it's a roof. There's a roof to put over your head. It's 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 not much, but it's something. Uh, Nicholas Cage silently agrees, I guess, and goes with them. And they we are brought to Willie's Wonderland. We are we are introduced to the millionaire tycoon style character of uh, Tex McAdoo. <laughs> Who I'm pretty sure that's a fake mustache. <laughs> it looked incredibly fake. I, I could I could be fooled, but who knows? But he says that in order for him to pay off the car, which he will do, he'll have the car ready in the next morning. Uh, Nicholas Cage, which we refer to now as janitor, is going to be staying overnight in Willie's Wonderland. Cleaning. Cleaning. That's it. You clean the place up. In the morning, your car's here waiting for you doesn't seem like a setup at all this guy is a trustworthy guy i would assume why not chains him inside the building yep and and chains the doors so that's where we're kind of caught up to now i think if i have to look behind me always playing some more he finds he he finds in the kitchen he finds the pinball machine covered up yeah while he's cleaning and man this guy gets to work he gets in starts spraying degreaser he's like tearing through this place he's it's looking that beautiful. Part, the, that part, that added to it for me. The, the satisfaction where they kind of did like the, again, they have like, well, B-roll or the, the lulls between the action were cleaning scenes. Yeah. And when he was like starting in the, um, like the restroom and it's all graffiti and yeah. grime. And as they showed like almost the time-lapse cleaning. Yeah. That was like it's satisfying. Kind of, it's therapeutic. It is. And in the interview I saw with the director. His whole thing was while they were shooting, you know, their script list or their scene list. Yeah. His panic was he was always saying, "We need to get, we need to grab some more cleaning mm-hmm. footage." So he's constantly like, "Clean this, clean that," and there's almost like they're they're making things grimy and dirty, cl- so he could clean again. He was afraid he wouldn't have enough cleaning filling. <laughs> so one of his things he was obsessed with making sure he, they shot more and more of yeah. the cleaning, and that when I heard that, it kind of spoke to me. I'm thinking that it makes sense. Though. I, I, 
in addition to the storyline, I really was. I'm like, yeah. I want this place to look like it's brand new yeah. by the morning. And my, that was the one thing. Yeah. If it didn't happen, I was like, yeah. And that's the funny part too, because like you know, he'll clean up a spot, and then there's an attack, and I'm like, oh come on, he just cleaned that. Like, to go somewhere else. Another perfect part as he's getting ready to clean. Yeah. New new shirt. New shirt, new shirt every time. I love it. It so was it was great. That's that's one of the small details that I do like, and it is funny that he did stress. Uh, the amount of cleaning shots they needed because it, it is a basic storyline. So when you're filming something so basic, I can literally just I can oh, literally just sit here and watch the movie and like let you. He's talk. testing him. He's like, yeah, he's like, so good. Hits him with the broom. <laughs> he turns around and stares at it like. So we're, we're, he steps up to it. I'm like, pretty what? much caught up now to where where I was. was oh, let's get to the part that actually uh, matters in this movie. The first character we get introduced to is Ozzy the ostrich who. Who bites the dust pretty hard. So the fact, hold on, the fact that you know the names of the, of the animatronics but not the human characters well, these makes are this more movie so much better. These are more important characters than Chris <laughs> or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Ozzy the Ostrich, and these are not ordinary mechanical creatures we are, we're come to find out. Um, as you can see above my head right there, Nicolas Cage is battling Ozzy the Ostrich as a mechanical character, creature of some sort. Yeah, it's an animatronic Character yeah. from Chuck E. Cheese. That's one of those right. sing-songy, dancey things and stuff like that. And we are introduced into these amazing fight scenes. I think he takes this one down with a broomstick and rips its rips its spinal cord out like it's Mortal Kombat fatality. Bro, it's style. legit. It's like, like and he's yeah. covered. He gets basically covered. Mortal Kombat, but with like animatronic he gets figures. Covered in, in have, oil. They have a lot of oil in them for some reason. There's a lot of oil, oil for these things. Well, even though stand in for blood, even though they're guys. possessed. But sure. And I'll and, and, so I'll say this when. I, I had heard about this movie prior to actually agreeing to to, to review it, um, so I had always wanted to watch it. I just hadn't have really gotten around to doing it, and I was kind of worried that like, oh, it's Nick Cage fighting animatronic animals yeah. possessed. So my thought is possessed, well, possessed, I, satanic, possessed, whatever. But satanic. Animals. I was worried that it's going to be low budget and that they're not going to look good. But these things look. They move. Scary as like hell. They're very low budget. They're it's all super stunning. low budget. And the director but they look said really good. that he enjoys low budget movies. He prides himself mm. on seeing how low Can he do a budget it? and doing yeah. it on budget. And he said when he first started this, when he was working with like the production company and stuff, right. and they were talking about animatronics and how you're going to create the animatronics. And he's like, I'm not spending a year making animatronics. He's like, it's going to be stuntmen in suits. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, he's like, I embraced. The low budget. Yeah. He's like, what? You but, well, you know what's funny? That's years, what you're two years you're building doing. something, and he's like, and then we get a, hey, look, get a shot. Yeah, like, no, no. dudes in suits. Yep. I mean, but, simple, but that simple looks, but, but that makes it look so much more like just creepy. I think it's, yeah. it adds to the creep factor because like you know that it's clearly a suit, but it looks a lot creepier. No, it definitely adds to it, and and that and that's the funny part too is the screenwriter wrote this obviously being very low budget. Um, I believe he wrote this, and that's why he wrote the main character to have no lines, because he wrote it for himself. Because he wasn't in the mindset of, oh, someone's going to read this and Nicolas Cage is going to play this part. He was writing it just because it's a fun story, yeah, and he wants to be in it, and he wrote the part, assuming he would play it. I wouldn't say for himself, but... So you say he he didn't write himself as a bald trucker yeah. just to have sex with a blonde actress. No, he did not do that. Oh, okay. Not like we've ever reviewed a movie that did that, that before. Was that Leprechaun or no? Was, that was that was Thanks Killing. No, it was Valentine. It was the Valentine. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. The remake. The three D. Oh yep yep yep. Um, little little bit of throwback to last <laughs> yeah, year. So where did we end up to? 
Oh, oh so he's back cleaning. cleaning. More, more cleaning. Oh, but, now he's cle- but now he's cleaning the pinball machine. Okay, so he's starting to do that. And there is an obsession with the pinball machine. And, and there's a couple things that, like, like you were mentioning in the beginning, I'm on the fence of. Do I want to know the reasoning behind stuff? Or am I okay with just like leaving it as it is? And this is me why making my own assumptions. This is why the entire time I thought they were they were setting up some big twist or reveal that he's there for a reason, and that he well, was that, actually going to well, the place. Well, that reveal happened a, a little bit with the, with Liv. Kind it, it of turned out that that's why she's there. Yeah, because. I mean that that and and and, that, and that's fine. But I think they could have easily done it where it was just him. him. And he was like a kid when his parents were slaughtered by these. Like you didn't have to have the kids. I could have done without all the. Because children. why? Like why is he so? Obs- like you're right. Why is he so obsessed with a pinball machine of all these like characters? Really and getting and essentially his obsession is just to get the high score, because during like which towards is funny. the end he's you know doing like a crazy dance which is all improv by the way. Oh, this was all not improv surprising. By not Cage. surprising at all. But it's you know a, a big success dance. Yeah, he's just. Doing all this, but it was so it's a little, like, little set the high score. Like the yeah, it was very, yeah. it was very, it's eighties. It's, yes. it's awesome. But also, too, one question I forgot to ask is, um, how long into this movie did you think? Wait, has he spoken yet? Or did you come to the realization that he hadn't spoken yet, and you you so became aware of the fact I, that maybe he won't? Again, I suffer from the fact that I knew about this movie prior, and I knew he didn't talk the entire time. Mm-hmm. I had watched a review of it months ago on a, one of my YouTube channels that I yeah. follow so I knew already ahead of time that he wasn't okay. a speaking part um, so I watched this just because I wanted to see it and yep. it's amazing but so I mean I think I think if I had not known it would have taken me a minute Yeah, but it wouldn't have taken me too long <laughs> it's your birthday <laughs> I think by the time he, by the time he got there and agreed to like do the cleaning yep. what, by that point I knew if he had spoke then that would have negated the whole what was why would he have been silent all that time? Yeah, right. So by the time he met the guy and agreed to clean, yeah, you it, knew it was going to be a thing. I was about that, Mar. I think that's like the thirty-minute mark. I paused and I was like, "Man, he hasn't said anything yet." And like the first couple times, like you get it, like maybe he is that quiet type, like you know. And that guy, the the truck, the tow truck guy, did talk over him a lot, so it seemed like. Maybe he's just more submissive. So if they had done the ride scene where they rode with it, he could have been just like, this guy doesn't shut up. Yeah, right. But then eventually... And then it kept yeah, going. I was like... It would have made no sense okay. of why would he talk now. But I think, what, I think what's cool about, and what's, what's pretty... What's interesting and works well about this movie is oh, that... Oh, I love this part. Is, is that... Um, is that, like, because all the other characters are the speaking parts, I think they're purposely obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And they're purposely talking, like, almost over him, even though he's not saying anything. So it kind of adds a contrast to your main lead who doesn't say a word which is weird but then you've got all these other people that do have speaking parts and they're all obnoxious people yeah in, in, in some way or another in one way or another and I think that kind of plays on each other side note this is the part of the movie where I was watching it and my wife comes out of the bedroom and sees him fighting an and, animatronic well, no, no, gorilla she, he hasn't we haven't gotten to the gorilla coming out yet but she stops. This is what she does. So she gets. She leaves the room after putting our youngest to bed. She stands there for about ten minutes, watches whatever I'm watching to make a comment about what I'm watching. <laughs> and it's this part where the thing says something to him. Want to play hide and seek? Yeah. Want to play hide and seek? Yeah. So she's watching it. She's watching the gorilla. It, and then the gorilla comes popping out of the thing. She goes. Uh-huh. She goes. What the hell are you watching? Uh, the fact that he comes out with the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. 
how can you, at this point, I am totally just <laughs> so in it. I'm like, hey, I'm not taking I'm any notes. I'm, I'm going to have to watch this again. But when she goes in the kitchen, she goes, you watch the weirdest shit. And she sees the girl, she goes, no, I'm going to have nightmares. I'm going to bed. Good night. Um, uh, yeah, so, good. so he fights with Gus. The this gorilla. might be the best fight scene in the movie. I'm just gonna. This put is that this out is there. one of the better ones, and it ends with a American History X style. Curb oh yeah, curb stomp right on the toilet. Which just covers. <laughs> and he just cleaned too. He just like and, yeah, he, he the destroys toilet. the bathroom again and then cleans oh, it. Oh, duct tape fixes. Yeah, it. I was gonna. I was gonna. Say, tape, are we gonna talk about how he duct, duct tape? Fixes the walls. It fixes mirrors. It fixes his <laughs> eye like Nelly in 2005. He retapes his ribs. And he just changes his shirt again. They have probably ten shirts to go through. Yeah, why not? In but case the the guests are. But it, you notice how he dismembers. <laughs> he dismembers the thing. He, and he, puts pulls, them in he pulls their bags. spines out. Like and my favorite part is, is he a, he bags them and he drops them by the door in front of the which stage. Again, which makes you. That's like here. Watch your look at your fucking friends die. Which is which is why this is brilliant. So the reason why this is brilliant to me is that like. It leaves you questioning, who is this guy? Like, mm-hmm. clearly he's dismembered bodies before. He knows yeah. how to do that. Even though they're animatronic, but he's, he's ripping spines out and, and dismembering and yeah. bagging well, them up like a serial killer. Your part. Maybe, maybe he was there as a kid, and you're supposed to just infer what, that. Maybe that's because what if you keep in mind, like, when they first pull in, and they do the scene where he takes his, like, his glasses down, and he looks up at Willie yeah. on the side, he's, like, he's, before he's inside the sign. They're looking at each other. And then when he goes in originally in that the first the first animatronic he fights, he like he turns around and he's not even really that shocked that it's standing there. I, yeah. Yeah. And he's like testing it. He's like, yeah. And he's like poking it, going, come on, so what good. are you? You gonna just shit? You gonna just you gonna just stand on, there? Yeah. No, so not- you're like. He knows. And that is one of my favorite things, um, the open-endedness of it. Because you could watch this from, like we did, three completely different point of views. And, and I, would, I would assume that we probably all have different versions of what this character's backstory is. And I, and I like that. I like the fact that it's unanswered. And it's almost like well, a, it's better than it it's is. almost like a mad lib. Like I'm not saying you get to that make like, your own story. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. Nice. I'm not yeah. disappointed that that it got all the way to the end and they never really did anything with it. I think that's great. I love when movies do that, especially movies that aren't taking itself serious. Uh, yes. Like I don't need to. You don't need to spoon feed me everything. You don't need to explain it to me. He's just clearly trained in some way. He knows how to dismember things. This is a simple movie. And it's just awesome. Yeah. It's a simple, ridiculous movie, and those are the movies that require. Not, not required, but it benefits having characters like this. If you're looking at, like, Marvel or, like, Oscar-nominated movies, like, with fleshed-out stories, yeah, y- you might not want to have a character with no backstory that doesn't talk. But a movie like this, it fits perfectly. But they do, in other areas, give you the big the big info dump. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Like the, right. This, this to how, they, how they became possessed with the backstory of the, of the murderers that decided instead of going down they did the satanic ritual mm-hmm. they gave you that whole backstory yeah. then the, the sheriff gives you the whole backstory of what the town did to try to make a deal right. with it uh, yeah so they filled you in in probably too much detail with the yeah. long uh, you know that like I said that long backstory it was a quick and then, yeah. and then with like the main character no backstory yeah it, it did. I think, that, I think that's what's awesome. About no, it, I, think I really it do think that, yeah. that adds all of the to things it. that I tried to like make mental note of eventually mm-hmm. to like have something to really point at. Like they could have done better with the, some of the fights. Like they could have done. They could have upped yeah. the game with the fight. Um, did they really need that? That really stereotypical blonde character. Did no. He, did that? Did right. the no talking talking work? Things like. But all of those things are just reaches to find something. Yes. Right. Because you to almost discuss. want to sit down here and say, I enjoyed the shit out of this. Yeah. 
Thank see, you. Good see night. you next yeah. week. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> no, because again, it's like it's like any movie. Where you want to tear it apart in some way. You want to find the faults with it. But the thing is, is this movie just it plays into its faults. And I know that it's cliche to say, oh, well, you know, they're intending to make these characters like stupid and annoying and, and super cliche mm-hmm. and everything else. But I think that this movie does in Wait, a it way. Works, though. I don't think the Cause, characters cause you've got the, that the, over the you've top got the, that we the, see in a lot that like over the top like almost characters right. of the of the yeah, genre right, or characters the of that yeah right the, the, the group of kids other than the blonde was a little bit stereotypical but you get the token black guy which is, in every horror movie there's always at least one black guy who talks you know street and this that and then makes and, the comment what you guys never been arrested right, before yeah, like, exactly. you really had him say that yeah, I mean yeah, like, why we passed that but yeah and of all people you had to throw that in there that's what you do and then you've got the badass lead character which is the female obviously she's the badass lead some movies we watch the characters are so character character right. characters of themselves. It's you, almost, you almost too stupid. You can't yeah. get past it. So that's right. what you're exactly. watching. And this one doesn't I do that. I didn't do that. Exactly. Like, I yeah. took the characters for being characters in the roles. I honestly think the only scene, the only scene in this movie, we haven't gotten to it yet. The only scene in this movie that I truly felt like wasn't really necessary was the obnoxious over the like the sex scene was kind of like stupid yeah, like, the pseudo, but, pseudo sex scene yeah, that was part of that same character they, I, they I, literally I, put that one thread right. in there to, to say well we're going to be part of that part of that, that whole long right. of right. movies right. That, and I that get that made the funny I part I mean I guess what, what, what's, what's different about this movie than a lot of 80s movies and 90, early 90s movies did was that the token block I never really got the hot bimbo it was always like the jock white kid that always got yeah. it so it was kind of different that he was the like the jock at the at, at the same time, but and I saw still... a review that mentioned it, and I couldn't remember if it was true the way it played out. Someone said during that sex scene, it goes between them, and that's the point where Nick Cage is like doing yes, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I remember the two scenes. It's funny. But I, I, when I watched it, I missed that, that they, they were mashed that up. day, and I'm like, great, <laughs> I, I missed out on the brilliant. You yeah, know, visual of the, the editing time, of that was but, perfect. But well, if they did the do that, season, it's perfect. Go back. I'm gonna probably rewatch this movie again because I, I oh, have to yeah. go back. And well, and this it is again. it's a quick watch. It's an hour and twenty nine yeah, or so. Fast. Um, so what we did miss was the uh, the kids did arrive to Willie's and their plan is live and her band of our friends were we're gonna Liv's, burn Liv's plan. Yeah, is to Liv's burn plan it down. Is to burn the place down, which I'm I, I don't understand. Uh, today was the day to do it. That was the one thing I was like. You grew up knowing this place was evil, yeah, and you know that today trapping was the day in there too. to do it. <laughs> well, the backstory: they originally, when the town figured out what was going on, they were trying to demolish it. But anybody who went there to demolish the place got murdered. Got yeah. murdered, so they couldn't destroy it. But why could? Why they? can she? Yeah. So just a little bugaboo there, but nothing, nothing crazy. But yeah, they try to they 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 start you know throwing gasoline on it, and the kids are yelling at each other. Oh, go, why don't you go gasoline the other side? You're you're getting gasoline it's, on my gasoline. And he's like, okay, all right. These are just the the generic teenage. I think tropes that yeah, they're, they're supposed to, to just be obnoxious. Like you said you're supposed to like not give a shit. Yeah. About them, and but and you don't yeah, in more, a way. More boot scenes. Yeah. More Nick, boot scenes. Nick Cage boot Nick scenes. Boot scenes. Uh, but Liv realizes that Nick Cage is is still in there. So they're like, wait, we got to get this guy out of him. We can't. We can't commit manslaughter. And the funny part is, like, half the group was like, nah, fuck that guy. Right? But the thing is, you, you kinda, go from, like, in, well, a, they, in but, a small but you're town. Like, well, they, they come from a town that feeds this building people for the last... Right, year. yeah. And, and they, they know but, that. And they know that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I kind of was just like, yeah, exactly. Fuck him. Like, he doesn't want to leave. Let him burn. Screw it. But my other thing, too, is like, it feels like, yeah, like, in this town, like, I feel like you can get away with burning down a building. 
Yeah, like, clearly. Very easily. But there's like two cops. There's like, two sheriffs. Killing somebody if you're or not like... Is it a sheriff and a sheriff's If you're like not in uniforms. with the cops and maybe, but like... No, he wasn't a deputy. He oh, was, he was... He was some, a state police. Oh, he was backup. He was, he was Sorry, because I missed that part. he said, why did, why, did you, why did you guys call in state police for a backup for a night with nothing's going on? What, mm-hmm. What's going... What are we going to do tonight? Do you need right. a backup? And she's, like, skipping ahead. she's like, you see that phone right there? We're going to pray it doesn't ring. Yeah. Uh, so Liv decides... Um, She's, she, she bangs on the door and gets his, uh, the character of Nick Cage's attention and tells him that he needs to get out of there. He's not safe. He gives her the he fuck you look and away. goes to start cleaning again. <laughs> and, like, and she decides that she needs to find her way in and the others need to stay outside and find a way out for them once she gets him. Which you're outside already. So Which no, she I'm busts. Yeah, him. she busts into. Yeah, and, and like the way out would be the way that you find in. So like they should probably go with you. And this is true with all movies it bothers me it's just one of my pet peeves where they're going through the ductwork and in these movies for one the ductwork is pristine clean which <laughs> if you've ever seen the inside of ductwork it's, it's not and I can get past that but no ductwork is four feet tall by four feet wide and she's in there she's crawling first there's like two feet above her head there's three feet on either side yeah, right. okay that's I get it it's a movie but that that's, that's that's not gonna fly. I mean, I can I can, I can, I can understand being attacked by animatronic creatures, but let's can we make the duck can we make the duck work a little smaller and dirty? He's there to clean this decrepit place, but the only place that's already clean. Maybe he already went to the ducks. Yeah, that know. must have been him. He must Nick Cage. That's one of those things that I just it just. It is one of those classic things that you're like, wait, no, never been in one. Stick your head in your your units. In this scene, like this movie, it was giant. It was literally like I know five feet yeah. by five feet. It was like the, the prop guy obviously had no idea what he was building. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, like I said, we're catching up again, but we're at a good pace now. But Liv is in the ducks, and we're introduced to Allie the alligator, who starts going towards her, well, we attacking said her. That which, our, our we said that would tie in, play into and they the do tie in. Allie the alligator is one of the. How uh, many characters were there? Eight. Eight. I think it's a lot. Yeah, there's a some handful. of the some of the reviews I saw. People said they probably would have been more interesting to have more elaborate fight scenes, longer fight scenes, and have less characters. I'm but. fine with the characters. I think that they all... Um, ha- I, I think there's a... Dis- I think you can distinctly remember a moment for each character, and if you can do that, I don't think there was too eight many. Eight characters, and this was Nicholas Nicholas Cage's eighth horror movie. Ooh. Oh, a little bit so maybe, maybe, he, maybe, he, maybe each character represents a Oh, you have to go back and look at each movie. of his movies. And maybe they do. Probably not, but we're going to do that. <laughs> um, so Liv was in the air ducks being chased by the alligator, and she falls into this, like, Wonderland-y kind of area, which is the house of S- uh, Siren Sarah. <laughs> who Tinkerbell I, who is, like, Tinkerbell-ish, which is probably the second creepiest one. Which just made me... She also has the best is, line in the is, movie, so too, the, is, the, is a she siren... Does. We'll get Like, that. is there some, like, real well-known story? That well, sirens? Um... The the sirens were the more of like the the Greek mythology okay. where they 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 sing to they warn sing the to sailors. No, they don't sing to warn the sailors. Well, they, they, they sing, sing to, to bring you the sailors to the rocks. Yeah, yeah, and just, then I, I knew that there was some along. backstory to it, so yeah, I just didn't so, know what it was. Something to do with the sea. And that's in the siren. The fun too, because that was the sirens at uh, Hollow Scream was their uh, uh, icons of which of makes sorts. perfect sense. Sea World. Yep. So they they they, they sing to bring you in, and they kill so it's all sea based. Yeah, very nautical themes. Which which didn't really. I mean, she Does was make more, sense because she's a she was more pixie. Now we get the weird, now we get the weird killing mass murderer guy. Oh, this is where we kind of understand the, the 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 actual. This is the story. backstory where they give you the whole like the background of. Yeah. Uh, so Nick Cage kind of 
finds Liv, the character, in that little woodland area, and they finally connect. Just connected some dots here. Yep. So back when they're showing you the guys that were originally, the, when they were alive and they were killers, yep. they would wear the suits themselves. Right. Yeah. So it almost plays like, so now when you see the animatronics in modern day and they almost look like people wearing the suits, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but you can almost say, oh, there's the tie-in. Yeah. And the, animal, the animatronics go by you yeah. and it looks like there's a guy wearing a suit. Well, you could almost say, oh, well, that's, that's, the, that's the real guys coming through in this possessed animatronic. Mm. I'm just connecting dots that aren't there. I right. love like the like the local police SWAT guys that show up in like suburbans. <laughs> To attack the Chuck. Yeah, to attack the Chuck. To Jeez. attack Willies. Well, yeah, that, that's a little bit of a reach there. But we're, we're finally getting the story from Liv as to what the fuck is going on at Willies and why these animatronics are coming to life. Short, long story short was Willie and his essentially carny folk uh, were, were running this children's... Uh, Party central restaurant, place yeah, restaurant probably got great pizza there that tastes like cardboard. Water hot dogs. They sold hot dogs. Hot dogs. Down that here. was a big thing. Hot dogs were in a couple shots, uh, but essentially there was all a front. Uh, they would bring children and families to the super fun room, super fun secret room, super fun room. I think it was, um, and they would murder them. Willie would murder them. Willie the weasel would murder them, and then. They would be missing persons reports. They would file up, and, and it got to a point where the police finally stepped in. They raid the place, uh, and then upon raiding it, they find all of the cre- all all of the the people working there had committed a satanic ritual suicide. Um, and those familiar with satanic rituals uh, said that it, it pushed their souls and their energy um, from from the living to non living entities. So they, they pretty much took over the bodies of these animatronic characters that were at Willie's the whole time um, in a closed down. So then, obviously, they reopened Willie's a couple years later. Uh, Tex McAdoo was one opened it. I don't know if it was one year Probably later, got a, good a couple deal years later or whatever. Uh, but people started noticing then that the animatronics were off. Sometimes it was accidents. Sometimes they would say the wrong things. And Seamus made... made um, Brought this part up, but this is where one of my favorite lines of the best whole line movie is. Want to fuck fatty? Uh, and <laughs> Siren Sarah leans down to a fat fatty? little kid eating pizza or whatever. Who was trying? Because he went to grab his boobs. He was trying to grab. He was trying to grab her boobs or his boobs because we don't know uh, who took over whose bodies and the. That's true. The, the spirit, Could very well have been a man. The satanic spiritual swap up of bodies, but yeah, we 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 get into that part. Um, they eventually closed down Willie's because of all these pseudo accidents, and the townspeople essentially go there and 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 just shut the place down. Then they realize that if they just shut the place down, that those characters actually leave Willie's to go kill the townsfolk, kills the children, um, and they they finally go in person to cut a deal with Willie himself, saying, "We will feed you, leave our town alone," and that's kind of where we are present day. So they make a deal. They make a deal with the de- weasel, with the weasel, um, and I think in that flashback, I, I could be wrong. That's when we learn Liv's backstory because that was the end of my notes. Now, so now I'm just going off of, of my memory right now. Um, but if we didn't give it, if we didn't get it then, I will give it to you now. Liv's backstory was that she was a child that was given up to the secret fun room, 
Um, and her parents were killed, not yeah. her. And by mistake, by mistake, she was left alive somewhere. They, the sheriff yeah, found well, her. It and turns that's that where the, the cop the, found her. That's where we have that. Well, the very opening shot, the two parents that are killed, the two people that are killed, are, were turned out to be her parents. Yeah. So that's where that's where Liv's uh, you know need for vengeance comes into play is from having her parents killed by Willie and his his so now slack job talking talking lines you were talking about like rememberable lines yep, there's yep. a couple of good ones it's like oh he's not in here to be their victim or whatever he's not it? in there uh, he's not in there with them. They're in there with him. He's not. He's not trapped in there with them. Yeah. They're trapped in here with him. Which is a direct line to one of my favorite comics, which was Watchmen. Yes. Uh, the Rorschach character. He gets put in jail. He's. I don't need to go into crazy detail, but he's a vigilante. So obviously he's put people in jail, but he's a piece of shit. And he gets put in jail, and they're testing him. And then he, he like dis, he, he slams a lunch tray and pizza. He kills a guy in there. Yeah, he gets, he gets pulled away. He's like. Don't forget, I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. And it's like, oh, I remember that one. That one's that one's one of the better lines. So not as like, not as great a line, but you're officially on staff. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. They're putting them on staff. They um, give them. They give them the Willies T-shirt. <laughs> and and that was like during that replay, we got like a a, a bunch of cut scenes of Tex McAdoo um, offering up copious amounts of people to Willie and say it cuts to the line of you're on staff, you're on staff, you're on staff oh, right. you're on staff which and is what they, he said to him originally when he gave him the t-shirt yeah. to do the cleaning and then the line, I forget what it was, the sheriff says to the state trooper put your balls on or something like, put your balls on, we're, we're going, going to Willie's <laughs> I can see that I can see that making it its way into conversation that was our caption for the uh, the post today we're letting people know oh, what we're doing right. put your balls on, we're reviewing Willie's <laughs> perfect um so this is the scene where I can I can get a second chance to see the the, the interlacing between her and, and Nick Cage on the pinball machine. But I mean, you think you'd know that like having sex during a horror movie, you you don't make it. Yeah, you don't make it out of line. Well. It's just this whole scene. Just, I I don't know. I thought it was it was weird because like clearly they were they were dubbing the noise. Like she wasn't making the actual noises yeah. in here. It was dumb. And they are, and if we we skip a beat, um, they are actually in the super fun. Room. Yeah, they're in the room that was like oh, kids because oh, they saw the sign and said, they, "Oh, it looks, oh this looks like super fun." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Allie the alligator had left the vents and gone to this room, and yep. the, that's the character <laughs> that's in the background, um, kind of watching them. De- definitely watching them. Um, and from here, I I I just remember it as an onslaught of. Attacks and fighting, and attacks and fighting, and we're but paced well, meaning that like there'd be a he'd kill it, he'd get into a battle, he'd kill yeah. it, and then ah back to cleaning. Yep, and back and to I'm cleaning. like oh, now he's cleaning. now he's backtracking because he's got he killed one of them. There's oil everywhere. Yeah. He needs a new shirt, and that kind of set the pace. Yeah. And you're back to so they broke it up. It didn't just like it could have just broke out into him fighting the first animatronic and then it could have been battle after battle after yeah. battle but there I, was, they didn't they they spaced out nice um, and I, I think we're at the point in the movie now where we can skip ahead a little bit because it is to the point where it's like fight clean fight clean fight clean um, a couple of the moments that I'll point out that I, I remember in no particular order was that um, Liv's sort of romantic partner I guess or I don't know if they're connection or whatever Chris was hiding in one and that's where we're introduced to who I think is the most terrifying character which was Cammy the Chameleon who was 
he fell for it. Terrifying. Who spoke to him as if he, uh, she, she was wasn't, the wasn't going to kill the shit out of she this kid. She was game. almost the victim. Like, she was trapped on the evil side. Yeah, and she like, wanted they make to fun of me. They... Come help me! I'll help you. And Didn't take long. He fell. He fell in fast. Hulk line and sinker. This kid stood right up and was like, "Although, oh, don't worry. They're gonna. For, she's gonna help for, us." For tiny fraction of a second, I thought maybe the storyline was gonna go that she was being honest and she yeah. was on the other side. And out of all of these, she really wanted out. Yeah. But then I was like, "No." It would have made sense <laughs> for me. Um, so it works two ways. Like as a chameleon. It makes sense that, like, and I, and I know I'm looking too deep into a movie, I shouldn't, but the chameleon is, like, adapting to its surroundings, so it's kind of playing that. Right. But I feel like the siren character should have been that character versus the chameleon, because the, as we just talked about the sirens, they, they pull you into danger, they sing to you, they tell you what you want to hear, and then they devour you. But the I think chameleon works, swap, too. But it's chameleon like you can never trust too. what they are, because they are They're always hiding the in their environment. But this has probably the best kill methods... Because it kind of has the tongue. That's like the uh, most... I I don't want to say changing, but like... All the other ways that the the characters would kill wouldn't be from... I don't know how to say it, but the the mechanical chameleon wouldn't have a wet tongue built into it. So that's like maybe the satanic part, being possessed, being able to like... Are you saying you're thinking too deep into it? You're thinking too deep. Yeah, into yeah, it. that's too, a little too deep. Right, <laughs> but I'm no, you're right. Like that, that, the animatronic would, wouldn't, wouldn't have, have a tongue that much. giant tongue thing. That it might have something, but not yet. Maybe, maybe a little felt. And then there was a butter. knight, right? So that's oh yeah, there's a knight, uh, nighty knight, which has might might be one of the best kills in the movie. I know it's simple, but it's just so yep, nighty boom. knight. I think he is um, probably one of my favorite characters, and I think we we can talk about that at the end. Um, but this is one of the battles for the ages when Nicolas Cage is going, going to wall. fucking work on Nighty Night. Um, and he's going through tables and he just does a full-on decapitation. Nighty Night, Nighty Night. UFC so Knights. Go Knights. Lots of Knights in the area. Um, was the Knight the guy on the top of the car, though? Who was on top of the car? No, that was That's the Spanish Tito, dude. Tito the oh, Turtle. Right. Yeah, the Spanish Turtle. Yep. Now that scene might have been like the only real jump scene. Was that the one where? Yeah, because it like you don't realize it shows it's there it jumps in the window, right? Which yeah. I, which yeah. was I think and the only like the state trooper. Yeah, might so, have been the only the jump scare in the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, there yeah, really wasn't so. much. Um, but yeah, throughout the story, so then we get to a point where the police arrive, um, and they they get Nicholas Cage um, at at point blank with a gun. And the lady was like, God damn it. Essentially why saying, why couldn't you just die? Why, why'd you have to stay said. alive? She just said, why couldn't you have just yeah. died? So they hold him, they handcuff him, and, and she takes the daughter away because she doesn't want uh, her her pseudo-daughter getting hurt. Adopted, whatever foster. Whatever it is. But uh, And she lets us know that all the other kids in the place have been killed. Uh, stupid kids. Stupid kids. So they take they take the girl, the girl out. The woman stays guard of the place to make sure that Nicolas Cage dies because they handcuff him there, they leave him for dead. He don't speak for us, Willie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's not one of us, Willie. Willie, he's we swear to you. Yeah. She's offering him up to Willie, um, and then we cut back into Nicolas Cage uh, with his hands handcuffed behind his back, going against Siren Sarah, and I. Th- but first, thanks, Tito Turtle, maybe. He, no, it was the first chameleon. He, first, he's got a. He's got a. Put on the jukebox. And then he gives a little heel tap to the jukebox, which perfect. Love it. It reminded me of Shaun of the Dead when they hit the jukebox and Queen starts playing of the 
Uh, don't stop me now, cause I'm looking time. <laughs> that, if it was that song, I would have had a blast with it. Again. But he takes on two of these things, and he does kill them with ease, but uh, two at a time. He pretty much sets, sits on the uh, siren's neck. Yeah, first like he sets up with a, with a headbutt, I think. Yeah, he just straight up headbutts him. And then we go to the scene of him just ripping the handcuffs off himself, going to town on the chameleon, and, and, and there we are. And then at that point, we're down to just Willie the Weasel, which we haven't seen move off the stage, and, and Tito, and Tito the Turtle. Um, but Tito the Turtle, we're going to jump right out of here now, but Tito the Turtle is on the car, which has the state trooper taking Liv away from the crime scene. And she's convincing him that he should do the right that thing. That he needs to go back, saying that he's a, essentially he's a, murder. a murderer. and he loses yeah, his he, shit. Yeah, he calls her a murderer, and then that's where we get the jump scare of Tito the Turtle reaching down... Pulling him out of the car. Pulling, actually, to be honest, he's doing the Michael Myers because it's, uh, Michael yeah. Myers made that famous with the on top of the roof, smashing mm-hmm. the window with his hand. So it pulls him out of the car. <laughs> she gets out, goes to shoot him with a shotgun, and Tito the turtle actually has the shells himself. Um, and I believe he killed the state trooper. I could, he did, yeah, yeah, he, he killed he the, state the, trooper. the state trooper. Um, and she pulls her her inner Nick Cage and starts beating the shit out of this turtle thing and leaves it to dead. Um, the turtle did take the keys and throw them into the woods, so Liv starts walking back towards there instead of searching, like, a 10-foot radius just to see if she could find the keys to drive. Um, Here's the chameleon scene. Oh, oh, there she is. And that is probably the more terrifying of the characters. Um, but Liv just walks towards um, back towards the, the Willy's Wonderland. Oh, um, we we, we got at least mention the... Uh, my balls line. Oh, the, the turtle. My oh, balls. No, or, no, uh, mas, no, no, mas. no, 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 I think the person whoever wrote it had about as much like Spanish high training Spanish. as I had, and <laughs> yeah, he's, pieced it together yeah, the best he could. Half a dozen Taco Bell commercials. Oh, my under balls. His belt. Yeah, I the thought balls, I was the balls say, part was the. I was waiting for like Yoketo Willie's Wonderland, like. Como se dice Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> I was waiting for that. But oh my balls, no mas por favor, no mas por favor, no mas, no mas, no mas. Is the only lines that the writer awesome. essentially knew for Tito the Turtle. Oh. Um, but we are back, and it's essentially Nick Cage kind of putting the finishing touches on cleaning this place up, knowing very well that Willie's going to attack at any moment. But he's, he's, he's stacking the chairs, he's putting the ketchups and the mustards out. He's got it's almost in defiance. Pinball. He's, he's just. He's he's that's why I him on. I think that's why I enjoyed the cleaning. I think it was defiance. Yeah. Because they expected him to go in, do a little bit, get killed. They go in the next day, the place is still a mess. Which is why I think and he I, knew. I, I thought that just instinctively, I, I think it was even if he kills all them, that's great. But I think the in your face part was gonna be which what happens. Walking in there and the place is perfectly clean. And, and it's like, oh yeah, you thought clean the place. You thought, yeah, you thought. Right. Yeah, and you this, thought that I was, was going to hide behind good. the fucking ticket. Co- yeah. No, I, ticket think, I, think, I think this goes back to the brilliance <laughs> of not ever really getting any idea of what motivates this character. It could simply be, I was hired to do a job to get my car fixed, and you motherfuckers won't let me do my job. <laughs> that's a good. So point. he kills the guys. So he wasn't to keep fighting. Doing job. That's. That's good. He wasn't fighting the animatronics like because they're evil. Because right. they it's like I don't even care if you've killed people. It's like you're not stopping yeah, me from getting shit. my car back. My car. It's like yeah, you're standing car. between me and my car. That's it. <laughs> right. that's yeah. only- and I'm gone. I'm out of this town. And then, yeah. Well, I'm out of here. yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so we get that shot of like all the chairs are up, 
This and is we us, know, we this know is the us making the movie long. way deeper than it yeah, really is. Yeah, we know the final countdown is about to be playing. Uh, but Willie attacks. He scratches the shit out of um, our character, yeah. the janitor. Which I thought at the time, I was like, oh shit, he's going to die. Because like, yeah, like I thought he wasn't lose. just getting scratched. I thought he was getting, like, gutted. Apart. But, no, they were they were just scratches. He gets kicked around. Um, and he returns. He takes the rest of his energy drinks, throws them in a little sack, takes two sticks, like broomsticks, tie them together. Oh. Goes to town on Willie the Wolf. Uh, yeah, we, we, ha- we have Weasel. to. We have to at least mention that Willie completely fucks up the sheriff. Like, yeah, oh, he, like she gets fucked up. Oh, I, yeah, I laughed. Side, side I slide. laughed so hard yeah. when that happened. So I, I thought she was my great house because she was trying to throw him to the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Willie, and he's not with us. He's he fucked up. Yeah. And it's his fault. That's clue that. That's, and that's, Willie's like, well, your job was to make sure this didn't happen, right. bitch. Yeah. How about you find some people that? She, I mean, she gets kill us. Like, she gets like <laughs> gordoed like right up the middle, like just yeah. ripped in half. And, and then it's the greatest thing I've ever to seen. To hit like the typical '80s tropes of like horror. Just like the squirt oh, the of like the very oh, right. fake the, blood. The torso goes in half. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's awesome. Just, and it's just it's the just mannequin the bottom of the chair. And it's like it's like a water fountain from it's like so the good. 90s, just spraying shit. So good. Um, but yeah, so we, we're, we're back at the bar. Willie is just getting his ass kicked by Nicolas Cage. Um, and he, he just full on, if I remember correctly, grabs the head and rips the head off the weasel and starts bagging him. Um, and I think from there, he just kind of cleans up, um, and we get to the morning time where the tow truck guy, and this is the one, another question I had, the tow truck guy's out doing donuts in the guy's car. he's ripping around in the donuts. (laughs) If this is like a ritualistic thing... Why did they fix the car? And why well, did they bring it? Well, he was going to give it to yeah, the. No, they, tech. So they kind of explain that the, t- the tech guy is going to get the car. Them he's going to add it to his collection. He, no, because he said, but he says that. Yeah. It's like oh, another toy to yeah. add to the collection. So like, is that just they have? Like that's just their meeting point, I guess. He couldn't drive it to his house, or he had to rush. Well, they to have get to it go fixed, there, though, or like, they get to go in and see the big reveal. Yeah. You know? So we get there. They they're both there. They're ready to go check in, and we see that. Siren Sarah was outside, so well, she, she was, was in never, a bag, but she was still. So alive. she was, in, a, she was in the dumpster. dumpster. She was in oh, the right. dumpster because the 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 woman sheriff stayed there to guard the building, but she decides yeah. to take a nap. Yeah, and then she wakes up to see Nick Cage going out to the dumpster, yeah. and she's like panicking, like oh he's still shit, alive, he was dead. yeah. And then he just like stops and he looks at her. He does a little wave, and he just he goes like, like a, a really up, but it's a really it's weird just, like it's a wave because he puts his one because it wasn't like like a tough guy like. No, it's, no, like, it's, it's, it's like kind of like an awkward like. There's times where like he is this badass character, but there's times like that where you're like, he seems like the awkward kid at the lunch table. Yeah, he really. And does so, it just happen, or is he that good? But I love it though. That's what I love it's about good, it. It's, it's a good so mix match of characters. Um, but yeah, so they they go in to check out check out the place, and uh, to their surprise, this place is primed. Yeah, this is like ready. Spotless. This is ready to open. You and I'm saying today through the whole like once the whole cleaning thing started. That that made me so happy. Yeah, I was. That's a, kill all the animatronics. Sure, that's probably coming. But for God's sake, please have the clean. place perfectly clean by the morning. Because doesn't like doesn't text like walk in and he goes son of a bitch like, yeah. like actually they're, like, they're actually then surprised. they're happy because they're like they, shit we oh, reopened this place hot he got, he got rid of the he got rid of the the, anim, the, possess, the yeah. possessed the possessed we're going out and, drinks are on me. Um, and we did get a shot of Siren Sarah with uh, looking at the gasoline that was left over from the kids the night before. Uh, Tex and Cho Truck Guy are in the car celebrating, and then Siren Sarah's head pops off, says some 
pretty forgettable line because I don't remember it right now. Um, and essentially blows their blows entire car up. Car. And they are all dead now. But she doesn't catch fire. She just blows back. Blows back. So, so the sequel. Old, uh, yeah, yeah, sequel. Uh, but at that point, um, Liv is seen walking back towards um, the Willies, and it's already daytime. Nick Cage kind of gives her the look of, you know, get in, fuck this place, let's ride off to the sunset, western you're, you're, style. You're describing that whole thing without telling the most important part of the whole scene. Oh, the Tito the Turtle when they... No. Oh. What's the song that's playing? Oh, what is it? Freebird. Uh, it's Freebird. Oh, Freebird, yep, yep. I mean, all of a sudden, Just like if House I leave yeah. yeah. And I was, like, I was like, at that point, I'm like, this that's is where, the fucking best movie I've ever watched. That's where probably <laughs> half of their budget went, was paying Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I was going to say, pay, pay, pay the But it's very much uh, like um, like House of a Thousand Corpses exactly. ends with Freebird. Exactly. As but it ends in like them gunshots. out in the but Again, we're talking about how this movie, the film style is super washed out, super out there, super acid, super drugged out. Dirty. What do you think House of a yep. Thousand Corpses was? Yep. It's again, pulling from that type of thing, where it's that very grindhouse-y... Yep. Like, dirty, nasty. But they're on the road. It looks like she wants to say something to him, but she knows that he's not going to say anything back, and she just kind of holds it back, nods and looks out the window, puts the glasses on, and they're driving down the road. Yeah, he cracks cracks a punch, goes to take a sip, and then offers it to her. her. Um, And then we see that Tito the Turtle is still in the street walking around. Awesome. And they (laughs) ram this fucker and head out of town. And that is Willy's Wonderland. I oh summed that God. thing up pretty good, or what? It's such a good movie. Go Woo. watch this movie if you haven't watched Woo. this movie. Boy. Why you watch this entire review without seeing it, I don't know, but this movie is no, phenomenal. This, this should be on the I'm top. I'm going to go home and watch this again tonight. Probably, Everyone's so like, good. must watch. Um, I had a blast watching this. It, it, on top of the story being so ridiculous and, and, and fun, um, and the characters being so fun, I thought that visually it was beautiful. I loved that like very neon style. I have, I have an addiction to like that '90s like neon roller skating rink style atmosphere. I love that. It's it's from the childhood that I had, so it's it, it is very no, no jokes personal aside. to us. That like I would and very much enjoy. We're all like jokes this. aside. This movie is very well shot. Like technically, this movie is well done. Yeah, the acting's a little cringy in parts. The effects are obviously not nearly very low as budget. cringy as many. So. But I mean, we've seen other movies that are worse when it comes to a lot of that stuff. So this movie's That's actually sure. really well made. Um, so don't think that it's like because oh, it's straight to VOD and it's Nick Cage. It's just some trash movie. It really is well done. If and, and if you're into that, like I said before, that low budget, super goofy, off the wall, insane. Um, action! This is yeah, totally it. it's to, on to Hulu. You don't need an add-on. You have to, you have to go watch it. So. Um, especially if like if you know anything about like Five Nights at Freddy's or anything. I was like, gonna say I, like, I'm not, I wasn't really familiar with the stuff. video game and that the, the the one critique they kind of gave like the this movie was yeah. oh it's just a rip off of Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's right which, and, which, it, and it kind of is but I don't think it necessarily just straight up rips it off and it and does and it the director's way. take on that was he's like well what people like there's well, room for all of us. All of us to live together. It's right, like yeah. it helps. Like you help. Cheese was but his thing. thing was like that you help each other. Yeah. He's like if somebody like likes that you know is into that whole Five Nights at Freddy's genre, they'd be like, oh well, 
then I might maybe I'll yeah. like Willy's I mean, Wonderland. That, or if somebody that likes Willy's Wonderland right. will say, oh, that he's like, we should all live together. Yeah. To, I mean, that's to, that's like, uh, that's essentially isn't Friday the 13th just a ripoff of Halloween. Well, right. And it changes exactly. a couple things, but yeah, it's there's plenty of room for yeah, like, just oh, more than you, know, you don't all have these, to be the only all one. All these slashes ripping off real serial killers. Like, they had it first. Like, and then I'm stupid. not sure, but I thought I heard or read somewhere that Blumhouse is going to do a five. They are. Well, they've been working on one for years now. I think it's a development. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if it actually I mean, if it does, it'll probably get a mainstream release on, like, I don't know if this went to theaters or not, because it didn't have I don't a think high so. box the thing, office. The way I look at it is this, is that if they actually do make a Five Nights at Freddy movie, they're going to take that too serious, and it's going to be trying to, yeah, it's it going to be played up, like, dark and serious, and, like, this is yeah. supposed to be scary, when in reality, it's animatronics murdering you. It's supposed yeah. to be stupid and off the wall, yeah. and this is exactly what this is. Yeah. Like, you, you get everything you expect is what happens. Except for the, like, you know, maybe, like, getting certain little things out of, of it or, or getting yeah. a story out of it or something like that. Or, like I said before, expecting some sort of twist with the main character when in reality there really isn't any type of... Yeah. It's just a dude trying to get his car back. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't look at it that way. I think this movie is just unbelievably off the wall. And it, it is. If, if, you ex- if you go into it with those expectations, you're going to love it. If you go into it expecting, like, a legitimate hour-and-a-half-long, like serious horror movie you're not going to get that because yeah. it's not a horror movie as far as I'm concerned like it's got horror elements it's, yeah it's got horror elements it's but not I don't horror, consider it a horror movie and, but that's just me and we'll get to that in our fear and beer ratings yeah. but before we do that any other final thoughts any fun little tidbits nope. or trivias or anything that we kind of caught on during this movie that we haven't touched on well yet? I have one trivia thing we're well, not really trivia but insight but I'm going to wait I'm going to save it for my fear reading so. okay um, so if you actually before we do that one quick little question too what was everybody's favorite character Every Ooh. animatronic character not I don't care about Nicholas Cage or the Cage. editors but like <laughs> what was Janitor. your favorite um, animatronic character mine was Siren so the Siren one because okay. she had the best line in the movie um, I think she was the most badass of all of the characters yeah. of all the animatronic characters but I, I think I just happened to I liked her the most I think I I hate asking my own questions and having like a tie answer. Um, I I really liked Nighty Knight. Very small role, but he had I think the most badass weapon. I think he had the most intricate. Um, and he had the most like hmm? and uh, I, he had the most. Uh, we talked about like there not being a ton of jump scares. He had the jump scare kill. Yeah, he, he really was, did. He seems like he was. You didn't see it coming. And then yeah, like, he seems like he was more of the brute. Yeah. Uh, aside from the gorilla, uh, but I'll go with Nighty Night for mine. Oh, that's tough. Like, is it the favorite? Like, do you go for fight your line? Scene? Do you go for your fight scene? Yeah, you go for your... I mean, the chameleon part was pretty good, where she was like talking to him mm-hmm. and he tricked yeah. him. I mean, she's got the best kill with like the wrap around the neck, yeah. and twisting it with her, but with her the, tongue. But then, like the best fight sequence right the plunger thing with the, the gorilla is so good but that, does that make that was that the character or really was Gus that was, the that gorilla. was more like Nick Cage's but it is fun yeah based on the fight scene I'm gonna say the gorilla gorilla that was <laughs> the, the restroom the re- cause that the, the restroom is where like the cleaning scene yeah. really starts yeah, well really you started seeing the, the time yeah. lapse yeah. cleaning he's like He's gonna clean this whole restroom. The feet's all gone, and then next thing you know, he, he comes out of that stall with the plus the sink. Yeah, yeah. I, so that was. I, that, a... I'm gonna say the gorilla, and that whole scene is yeah. like one of the great scenes. All right, so time for our fear and beer ratings. If you aren't familiar with these, um, our fear rating is how oh, scary yes. the movie is from uh, zero to five, and our beer rating is how much do we enjoy this movie again, zero to five. Oh yeah. Uh, so for a fear rating, Seamus, what would you give yeah, us? Yeah. So a fear? my fear rating. 
I'm not going to give it a zero. Like, I know that I think a lot of people are going to say, well, it's not scary. It isn't. To me, it's not scary. I'm going to give it a one, though, one out of five. And here's my reasoning why I'm going to give it a one out of five. I think for certain people, there is a real phobia, and it's actually called... Uh, do I have it up here? A canal itosis phobia. No, it's some. It's it's like autonomophobia or something like okay. that. So there are people that are actually legitimately scared to go on like Disney rides because they're the afraid of animatronics. Oh, they they don't, hate Avatar. They're scared of of animatronics. So I think for certain group of people in the world, even if it's like ten people, this movie is going to give them legitimate nightmares. Yeah. Um, my wife wouldn't watch it. She doesn't watch anything, but she wouldn't watch this because it would give her nightmares. Yeah. So I think. Because of that, I'll give it a one out of five. There is a fraction of There people. is a fraction of, of, of the population that will actually watch this and have legitimate nightmares yeah, I, caused by this movie. Because I'll say I'll say this much. Again, to me, not scary. But the animatronic characters are actually really creepy looking. Especially the, creepy. the bird with the eyes and stuff. They, they, Ozzy the ostrich. Or like when he's kind of like in the, in the near name. the Most beginning... Of- where like he's kind of started to do his thing, and you see them kind of like moving in the background, like yeah. it's super subtle. Yeah. But it's enough to kind of give you like a heebie-jeebies. Yep. So I can see why this would scare somebody. So yeah. I'll give it a one out of five. Uh, I was gonna go um, pretty low too. I'm gonna give it a point five. Okay. Um, because I, I don't want to give it a zero. A zero for me is a comedy movie. A zero is zero instances of horror elements. And is this movie scary? No. There is some tension that is caused by the eeriness of the characters. There are, I don't want to say jump scares because they, they could have been jump scares had the sound been uh, appropriate. Um, but it's not that kind of movie. It's not trying to scare you, but there are horror elements. I mean, if we're talking about satanic cult members killing themselves, it's actually a horror movie. So I'm going to give it a point five just because it, it dips its toes in the kid pool. But Kevin? Fear. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Oh, so, wow. and there's why too. One of the one of the things is we're desensitized, right? Yep. I mean, right. What would it, I, I mean, we watch some scary ass shit, and yeah. nobody's giving it a five. Like, yeah. so really, what if what's going to what would it? give you a five then? They have a, they have a, that it's movie not doesn't a exist, and so it might be more creep factor than mm-hmm. fear factor. But the fact that, like, just knowing that when they're completely static when they first get there, and you're looking at them, and they're all dingy yeah, and creepy. Yeah, right. And just that alone, and then when they're like missing or one's moved, oh yeah, or, there's no or when they're in those kids. Wasn't there eight? He wasn't. Yeah. He was he there a minute ago, and he's there looking at it. And yeah. then, or even when Nicholas Cage is, you know, he's confronting the first one, and it's standing right there, <laughs> yeah. and he's hitting it, and you're like, it's gonna jump, and it doesn't move, yep. and he hits it again, and it's that tension. It's, it's that tension, yep. and it's a bit creepy. Um, so yeah, it's got to be at least a two. Like I said, if not. If if I if if I gave it a zero, then they, they, the movie doesn't exist. That yeah. would give me a five. No. So I'm saying it's a two. In enjoyment, definite five. Five I, for I you. Love, yeah. I love this. I was gonna say I think I think our beer rating is gonna be pretty much the same across yeah. the board. Mine's a five. Mine's a five. Let's well, just trip fives right five there. And that's the I board. think our first ever movie five that fived it. Yeah. For and everyone. I, I honestly, I think it's the first movie we've done where we've all agreed. I think. Yeah. Not to say that there hasn't been a movie that we all liked. But we all pick pieces but of But there's reasons why yes. we don't necessarily like it. With this movie, again, don't go into it with any expectations <laughs> other than what you know this movie's going to be. If you if you go into it knowing that it's a VOD Nick Cage vehicle for him to be insane, you're going to love this movie. Now, if you don't like those types of movies, don't watch it because you're not going to like it. <laughs> We're going to get the scene with the wave, the awkward... Oh, oh here's yeah, the, the wave. Where's the wave? Here it is. Yeah. Ready, you ready, can ready, see ready, it right ready? above me. 
wait for it. Mm. She kind of like, she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's a good way it, to end it. it. it, it I, and again, it's all, I mean, these are our personal ratings, so obviously it's not the best movie in the world. It's not. It's not Citizen Kane. We understand that. Don't apologize. It's but, a good movie. You enjoyed it. But great I mean, movie. I mean, that's yeah, it. it's a yeah. five out of five. Yep. And, and, that, and that's that's all there is to it. So that's, so. Where we, that's where we wrap up on Willie's Wonderland. Uh, so thank you again for uh, Kevin for bringing this up for for the first part, and then for Shane K for. For following up and, and reassuring us that yes, no, this is something people want to hear. A good movie was suggested <laughs> to us, and they do want to hear this. So, like I said, thank you for listening along. Uh, comment below if you have a movie suggestion for us to do next month. Uh, next week we will be back. Me and Shamer are going to be discussing um, a handful of Netflix properties because Netflix um, has had a partnership in the past with HHN. So we're going to be diving into some potential HHN. Netflix properties that we will see next year. There's how, a handful. How many? There. How many months and days until HHN? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to I haven't counted. started counting yet, but I know September's the ninth month, and we're in the second month now. So we got a we got a little bit. I don't want to start looking down there yet. I believe in May we hit that hundred day mark because that was our anniversary. So we're still about hundred and. Eighty or so days. I would yeah, say. we're a ways away. I don't want to. I don't want to rush yet. the year, but you can start the day countdown like right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Seriously, a little timer, like the deli timer over in the corner. But yeah, I don't want to start counting down yet. But um, yeah, I think that wraps it up for tonight. Again, guys, thank you very much for joining us. And again, this is Nick. This is Seamus. Kevin. Happy Willie. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. And cue the music. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.